0: On prepping 2.0. Instead of talking about bank failures and people dying of dehydration, we're going to have some fun, because bank failures and dying of dehydration are not fun.
1: No, they're not.
2: When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0, with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at Prepping2-0.com. Get ready, Prepping 2.0, coming in 3, 2,
1: one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate.
0: Shelby, have you noticed that tons of huge banks have failed in the past few days? I believe you have. We've discussed it. Is this the long pending financial collapse many of us are concerned about? It might be but we're reasonable and practical here at Prepping 2.0. So we talk about today in this episode, how to prep for bank failures without going overboard. In some, we suggest you keep doing what you're doing to prep. You don't have to sell everything you own, buy gold, like entirely put your investments in gold and uh, live in a bunker. And as always, remember, the only thing harder than planning for a disaster is explaining why you didn't. Shelby, you have some fun news for people. I
1: do have some fun news. So ladies and gentlemen, Prepping 2.0 has hit 2 million downloads, which is exciting. It's one of those reflective moments when I think about when Glenn said to me, how hard could it be be to start a podcast? And (laughs) we might get a few listeners and it'll be fun. And boy, that has grown into...
0: 2 million downloads 2
1: million downloads And a reach that goes into other countries And it's amazing And God is good in blessing us that way So speaking of amazing things I wanted to mention One of our great sponsors Numana Foods Numana is very interesting In that it specializes in bulk Freeze-dried foods So these aren't foods that you're going to bring And put in your pantry And use on a weekly basis These are ones that you're going to pack away Deep preps Deep preps Use when things get really spicy or use when you have, I don't know, it could apply to today, a financial collapse in your uh, family. That's what these are for. Amazing, amazing folks over there. Um, I encourage you to check them out at our website, prepping2-zero.com. Click on Friends and Affiliates. You will find new mana there, along with a coupon code, along with all of our other really amazing sponsors. Lurkers.
0: Lurkers. Come out of the shadows what do we mean by that lurkers are good folks and we appreciate them who listen to the regular show on the internet or radio stations but they're not patreons and they don't get the after show and all the other cool stuff that comes with it we're going to do something cool we found i found this morning some i miss america window decals did you
1: unpack some things maybe <laughs> i did because we're
0: still unpacking yes. from our move I Miss America window stickers that are really, really nice. If you are a new patron and if you sign up, please send an email to shelbygallagher321 at gmail.com and tell her that you're a new patron. She will enter you in a weekly contest to win one of these cool I Miss America Window stickers.
1: Can I just ask a quick favor, folks? When you do that, put window stickers, the subject line so I can make sure I I get you in the right drawing.
0: If anyone's wondering why you should send an email to Shelby instead of me, the answer is I get about a hundred emails a day and I have a full time law practice and I can't read everything. I apologize. I really do. I feel terrible. Uh, There are literally not enough hours in the day. Top 100 items that disappear first. This is a list from Bosnia survivors who uh, described what went the quickest and therefore things you should have. This list is available at the Prepping2-0.com website. It's called the Top 100 list of things. This week, it's number six tense Shelby you have an interesting story it's not from Bosnia but it's from Portland Oregon which uh, is kind of the same thing
1: (laughs) right as we all know and I've written about it in my books Portland is collapsing financially many of you pointed it out to me and it's made national news in the last few weeks that Walmart is closing down all of their stores within Portland But some of the footage that came out of a specifically a Walmart in Southeast Portland, which when you hear Southeast Portland, think it's honestly affectionately called felony flats. Mm -hmm. It's a high crime, low income area. Walmart actually does serve that community well there. And that one's being pulled out. So, of course, low income people are going to be hit the most. So on that note, talking to a friend of ours that also escaped Portland recently. Glenn was on the phone call Mm -hmm. with me. Homeless people would stand outside of the Walmart, watch their supply trucks come in.
0: That's called an intelligence network. That's
1: called, watch them come in and they knew that within X number of hours, 24 hours, 36 hours, things would be off that truck and on the shelves. And then they would walk in, tents, kerosene stoves, things that you need to be homeless mm-hmm. and walk out. Because and steal them. Because under a watchful eye of a camera, knowing it's illegal, but they're not going to be prosecuted. That is a financial model that will not work. And Walmart said very politically correctly, it's no longer financially viable for us to keep that store open. Which is true if that's what's happening every, I don't know, day or so, where they basically get all of their products just taken off the shelves.
0: So instead of being homeless and surveilling a Walmart and waiting for them to get tents and then going in and stealing them, why don't you buy one now yeah. so, with yeah. real money, like yeah. fair and square?
1: It- Make sure you Make sure you have a good tent just in case. So you might be saying to yourself, why would I need a tent? Well, ask people whose homes have burned down or been destroyed by natural disasters. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have a tent.
0: Exactly. Reason of the week to be a Patreon is the after show.
2: Here's just a tiny glimpse of this week's after show. It
1: would not work if I had an affair with a baker and spread flour all over the bed and then Glenn came home. That wouldn't work on so many different levels.
2: Patreons will hear it all in context after today's show.
0: Let Let's get into it. I wanted to set the stage for today's show. You know, there's been a ton of bank failures lately. In this episode, we give you our thoughts on what you should do to prepare for more of them. And I will start this by giving credit where credit is due. There's a podcast, Shelby and I love, Dan Bongino. Uh, You can look it up. It's on all the Apple and Spotify and stuff. Episode 1970 1970, is the episode he did on bank failures, and he gave us some of our ideas. We've been following this in the news, and we've been listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour put on by Joe J. Quinn. Well, and you were on KHNC
1: talking in depth about it, yeah. And
0: yeah, Joe's radio station KHNC. I did an episode and talked about this. That is available as a video bonus show to Patreon supporters at the $5 and up level. And He had some great background on this, some of which we have used, again, giving credit where credit is due. And he had some ideas. He said, stick with more local banks that are not involved in the silliness we'll be describing here of some of these large banks and get out of blue states. Yet another reason to get out of a blue state. And he was very emphatic. He said, listen, I know people have reasons for staying in blue states. You have to, and I'm paraphrasing, work extra hard and be even more vigilant about getting out. So we commend that episode to you. Well, a few days ago, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank failed. And we'll be going into detail about this, but we're giving you an overview right here. The Federal Reserve has created billions, some say a trillion dollars. We don't really know because the Federal Reserve doesn't operate transparently. Uh, Federal Reserve has created out of thin air, literally with keyboard clicks, Billions, maybe a trillion dollars, to quote, loan to these banks. And when I say create with clicks of a keyboard, it's important for people to understand it is as simple as that. The Federal Reserve creates money by loaning money, and they do this on a computer. Obviously, they uh, say, "Oh, Silicon Valley Bank, um, clickety clack, clickety clack, a hundred billion dollars. We just loan to them, and it's a hundred billion dollars because." They make money, they're the Federal Reserve. A lot of people don't understand this and it makes this stuff about the Federal Reserve seem really hard to understand. It's like, what do you mean the Federal Reserve just gave them $100 billion or whatever it is? That's exactly how they do it. So a little bit more on Silicon Valley Bank. As the name implies, it's a California bank in Silicon Valley, although it's now gone nationwide and they have branches in other countries. It's a really big bank. 200 billion in assets, not anymore. And we'll describe why that is. They were the bank that a lot of big tech companies used. You know, they're in Silicon Valley and they had a culture at SVB that was very woke and very friendly to the big tech people. Everything you dislike about California is embodied by Silicon Valley Bank. So they were very woke. They had all kinds of the usual woke, silly ideas, and they really promoted politics over protecting depositors' money. We'll get into that in a moment. Another thing about Silicon Valley Bank, they and their board of directors gave tremendous amounts of money to Democrats. A reporter on, sorry, not a reporter, a uh, propagandist on CNN actually slipped and described Silicon Valley Bank as the ATM for the Democrat Party. I've heard it with my own ears. Not that I was listening to CNN. I was listening to Bongino show. Don't accuse me ever of listening to CNN because I don't. So it's huge woke bank giving money to Democrats. They made huge investments in green energy nonsense where they put politics and emotion above actual fiscal sanity. So Here's how the bank failed and this could be going on in several other banks because Silicon Valley Bank is pretty much just an illustration of other banks but first Shelby has something to absolutely.
1: say absolutely I want to just direct everyone's attention to our amazing and wonderful sponsors you can find them at prepping2-0.com and click on friends and affiliates there's a lot of them there very like-minded folks just like us over there you'll see Pro One Water Filter specializing in having your water preps ready to go. Legit. Legit, yes. Jared Savick, you can find him there and click over to redstate-realtors.com. He is a Montana realtor geared towards prepping. Katie Armour, Backwoods Home Magazine. And you know it, I'm powered by Minutemen Coffee, EMP Shield, Mm -hmm. as well as Paul Burke, Idaho Realtor specializing in helping out preppers. You can find him over there as well as at FirstResponseRealty.com, powered by Fathom Realty.
0: So back to the post-mortem on how SVP died. Here's what they did. And trust me, this is not complicated economics. I promise you there are no math formulas that I'm about to describe. That's awful radio. And I don't even like listening to it, let alone saying it. But it's very simple. SVB decided to gamble. It's kind of like they took a bunch of deposits and decided to buy lottery tickets with it. I mean, they didn't, but it's kind of that dumb. They
1: gambled bigly.
0: They gambled bigly. They really
1: irresponsibly. They literally gambled, yes. And you're gonna fill in the gaps on that. It's absolutely mind boggling when you think about a bank doing this.
0: The gamble they made was that interest rates wouldn't rise. Now I know what you're saying. Wouldn't a bank want interest rates to rise because then they can charge more money for loans? Kinda sorta, normal banks would be that way. Silicon Valley Bank wasn't really about lending money. I mean, they did lend money, billions of dollars, but how they made their money was they took the money that people invested with them and they made money on the investments. So they bought treasury notes, which are bonds that were paying as little as a quarter of a percent interest rate. That's back when interest rates were low. So they bought all these bonds at low rates, gambling that the rates would stay low, because what happens if... The interest rate goes up. Let's say you bought a $10,000 U.S. Treasury bond at a quarter percent. Now, when interest rates go up and inflation goes up, you're obviously losing money because if inflation is, let's just go with the fake government figures, 6% this month, a 6% inflation rate and you're getting a quarter of a percent, you're losing Thank you. Math. Awesome. Mm -hmm. 5.75%. So what happens to the value of that bond? Nobody wants these bonds because bonds are bought and sold. So nobody wants these bonds because they're not worth the face value of 10,000. So what happens is people will buy your bond, but they won't give you 10,000 for it. They'll give you making up a number $7,500. So there's a huge discount on the bonds because... If you get a $10,000 bond for 7,500 bucks, you can end up making your money back that you're otherwise losing as inflation erodes it away. That's about as simple of an explanation, and it truly is that simple, by the way. Don't let liberal pundits make you think that you're not smart enough to understand this economic stuff. It truly is that simple. So Silicon Valley Bank gambles, and now all of the bonds that they hold, which is depositors' money, right? They take. Depositors' money and they buy things that go down in value. <laughs> and so now the bank doesn't have nearly the assets that they used to have. And this didn't help much. Let's no, be honest. What all. happened was, I'm told, I can't really believe this, but it's probably true that in one day, people figured out what was going on and there was a run on the bank. And a run on the bank means people go in and take their money out. Apparently, $45 billion was withdrawn in one day by a variety of people. So that didn't help either. So the bank now doesn't have enough money to pay off the people that have deposits there. I know what you're thinking. The FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, surely that will take care of the problems because we've been told that the FDIC protects deposits kind of, but not really. The FDIC allows you to get up to $250,000 from a single bank, not an account. So if you had a million dollars at SVB, you're only going to get 250,000 back. The FDIC stuff, you can also be given stock instead of actual money, which of course is worthless. The other reason FDIC is not the be all and end all that (laughs) the The government wants you to think it is, is that I'm told the FDIC only has one to 2% of the money it would take to replace all of the bank deposits. So they can do a couple little local banks here and there. But if you had everybody in the United States take all their money out at once, the FDIC would only be able to give people one to 2% of their deposits. So it's one of these things. It's not really insurance. It's kind of made to look like, insurance so people feel good so water cooler talk around your office or wherever you work if somebody ever says oh the fdic protects all this you could tell them that they're wrong because the fdic does and
1: it's been the fdic has been very benign and ineffective probably gosh what 2025 years now i mean it's a joke that there's plaques sitting in banks saying this is insured and covered and you're nope it's a joke the plaques need to get burned and used for something else yeah
0: (laughs) Oh, they need to take him down. So the story continues because President Biden, it pains me to call him the president, but apparently he is. uh, President Biden said, oh, we're not going to bail out Silicon Valley Bank. Okay. well, what actually happened? As usual with President Biden, what he said and what actually happened are two different things. He said it's not a bailout, but he encouraged the Federal Reserve to create money. Remember the keyboard clickety clacks? to quote loan to SVB and other failing banks. We'll talk about some of the other failing banks coming up. And then the Federal Reserve took SVB's bad assets, which are these bonds, primarily these bonds, and probably stock in goofy green energy companies, but these assets that are not as valuable as the amount of money SVP paid for them. The Federal Reserve is going to take those bad assets as collateral for the loan. Well, that sounds cool. Every loan needs collateral. Yeah, well, if I gave you um, uh, something that wasn't worth anything and you gave me a $100,000 loan in exchange for it,
1: that's not collateral. There's that gambling issue happening, right?
0: Exactly. That's not real collateral. And so, yes, the Federal Reserve will end up bailing out these banks. Will tax money be spent to bail out these banks? I don't think so. I don't think it's We don't like,
1: have enough tax money to cover yeah, our current debts at right, all.
0: Exactly. So I'm not implying that that the United States Treasury is going to write a check to SVB, although it could happen. I mean, you never know.
1: We live right? in crazy times.
0: Yeah. But the Federal Reserve is going to create a whole lot more money and give it, well, loan it to SVB.
1: And we are going to pay for it- with in the form of inflation.
0: Thank you. Because here's the crazy thing. This is the absolute crazy thing about the federal government here. And it's a classic example of government creating some problem and then coming in with a solution that makes the problem worse. So the Federal Reserve is going to create more money, which is going to create more inflation. Everybody understands that. So what does the Federal Reserve do? to get rid of inflation. They raise interest rates, which means those bonds that SVP, SVB had. And by the way, a ton of other banks are doing the same things. All these bonds are gonna be worth even less money and you're gonna have even more bank failures and then the Federal Reserve is gonna create even more money to bail them out, which is gonna create even more bank failures. You can see how short-sighted this is. The only people coming out like bandits, are the SVB people and the depositors. Oh, and by the way, the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, has admitted that this bailout that's not a bailout will be um, benefiting Chinese investors. I'm glad that Chinese investors are taken care of as we create inflation and baby formula gets more expensive. Really glad for you, Chinese investors. If we have any uh, Chinese investors in the audience, no, I'm just kidding, of course we don't. Uh, it wasn't just, uh, Silicon Valley bank, and this is just from about 10 days ago. Um, so by the time you hear this episode, there will probably be more bank failures. Uh, uh, it was signature bank, which is a New York based bank. They have $110 billion in assets. They went under, and I presume, but don't know the federal reserve is going to do the same clickety clack creation of money. And, um, Bailout signature bank, and then not a U.S. bank, although they do have branches here and loans here. Uh, Credit Suisse, which is a bank in Switzerland. Um, that's funny stuff, right there, isn't it? Switzerland. You're not laughing, Shelby. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, maybe it wasn't that funny. I
1: was, I was ready for you to go into, you know, the Swedish cook and oh stuff.
0: no, Swedish Stop. chef. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do that. And it's not Swedish; it's Switzerland. Anyway, a $50 billion loan Credit Suisse is going to get from a Swiss central bank. So you can see this is starting to affect all these other banks. Part of the problem with bank failures is they tend to spread because when a bank can't pay its bills, often some of those bills are owed to other banks. So now other banks can't get money from a failing bank and then those other banks might start to fail. It's a real problem, it's called contagion. And it's a lot, it's a lot like the, uh, the pandemic term contagion, which means spreading of a bad thing. That's Latin, spreading of a bad thing. Moody's, which is the credit rating agency we've all heard about, um, they provide ratings on bonds and banks and other things. Let investors know how solvent or insolvent a particular organization is. Uh, Moody's has downgraded uh, numerous banks' solvency ratings. They downgraded Signature Bank to junk bond status. And as the name implies, junk bond is not a rating you want, it means worthless. Uh, There are six other banks under review by Moody's. So this can tell you that this problem is spreading. Now, here's kind of the prepping part of the show. That was the background. And I have to say, our listeners now have more information on these bank failures than I think they're going to get anywhere else. Maybe Dan Bongino's show.
1: Yeah, Dan, I would say if you listen to this show and then the Dan Bongino shows from this last week where he kind of lays it out, I think you're going to have a much fuller fuller picture than the average citizen out there listening to CNN.
0: You know, and and before we go into the break for the second segment, I can mention what you're hearing from the mainstream media that's not true. Oh, yeah. What you're hearing from the mainstream media. This
1: is Trump's fault.
0: This is Trump's fault, of course, much like the train crash that Trump had nothing to do with and none of his regulatory rollbacks had anything and to Dan do
1: with And Dan Bongino, again, we're, we don't want to go too deep into this. Dan Bongino does a really good layout of how. Trump actually is trying to prevent this. Exactly. Democrats and squishy Republicans rolled it rolled back what he was trying to accomplish with this and here we are.
0: Exactly. Shocking. It's
1: so shocking. I mean,
0: how classic is this? Donald Trump tries to do something good, the it's, media not only doesn't give him credit when what he tried to prevent happens,
1: they, they blame, blame him. him. I mean, this isn't this is nonsense. You know, this is the weird weirdness of the world we live in well folks we're gonna just stop right there let everyone take a deep breath go look up some key terms about the banking industry because there's a lot and there
0: look up switzerland on yeah map. exactly
1: and uh we're we're gonna talk about how this affects you and your prepping after the break
0: more prepping 2.0 with
2: authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher is coming right up hear all our previous shows free online at prepping 2-0.com Without water, you're done in three days. Pro One Water Filters. It's literally a matter of life and wet. Pro One G 2.0 All-In-One Gravity Systems are NSF ANSI 42 component Certified. Not everybody can say that. No need for additional add-on filters to reduce fluoride. Pro One Stainless Gravity Systems include a stainless steel spigot and a countertop stand for no additional cost. Pro One Water Filter Gravity Systems. Check them out at ProOneUSA.com. That's P-R-O-O-N-E-U.
0: Make solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT.
2: When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping 2 0com Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word.
0: In a tactical situation, your AR is your life. Gibbs Arms makes a sweet feature, the only side charger that can use a standard bulk carrier group with no modification. Gibbs makes them in 9mm, 5.56, and 308. In fact, Gibbs Arms has been granted eight patents for unique innovations. The company started back in 2008 when two Boeing engineers realized no one else made what they wanted. Take a look at their website and see all the ways Gibbs Arms can help you mod your AR. Gibbs with a Z, arms.com. That's G-I-B-B-Z-A-R-M-S.com. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed.
1: Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP.
0: Go to newmana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website.
1: Give it a try. newmana.com That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com.
2: Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher.
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. We have been talking about the recent banking collapses of banks in recent days. And
0: how to not go overboard. That's the key part that we're going to be talking about. So to hear the complete discussion, why don't you stick around for the after show if you're a Patreon supporter, and you'll be treated to the hilarious lightning round in which Shelby asks me questions and I give her the answers off the top of my head. It's actually it's really, funny. really funny. It's, it's really fun. funny. Well, as we'll discuss later, security is a critical prep for life after widespread bank failures. And when it comes to security, you really can't do any better than Gibbs Arms, GIBBZ Arms. They make some very innovative AR-15 platforms They make pistol caliber carbines. You need to go check them out at GibbsArms.com and their YouTube channel, uh, which is called Gibbs Arms, uh, again with a Z. And you're going to see some really cool, kind of updated, modern technological advances with AR-15s. So please check out Gibbs Arms. Well, now it's time for the archive dive, and this is where we go back and look at older episodes and we let newer listeners know because we have so many i mean when you have two million downloads you got a lot of new listeners every week so we like to let people know about episodes we did in the past so they can go check them out if it's something they're interested in they can check them out at prepping 2 com in the archives there and there's a little search feature
1: we're digging that who
0: loves the search feature shelby yes it's little magnifying glass at the upper right hand and then you could type in episode 47 which is our archive dive this week and that was when we did a really comprehensive look at home freeze dryers uh, the harvest right which is the only brand i know of that exists mm-hmm. harvest right food freeze dryers we talked about how they work and what you use them for and we answered the question we think we answered the question is it worth the approximately $3,000 that one costs we came to the conclusion that if you have a lot of surplus food because you have a garden or fruit trees or hunting or fishing or whatever it might livestock. be that it would actually make sense that aired on September 18th 2019 back in the good old days before everything else came about so we wanted to return to our discussion of bank failures now that we've set the background and you understand what's going on, when you have information, you are in a better position to assess whether this bank failure situation is going to spread. Obviously, you know, it's bad enough that Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank have failed, and it's bad enough that the Federal Reserve is going to create even more money that's going to create even more inflation. We understand that, but really what matters to most people is, are we going to see a ton more bank failures. Are we going to see even potentially a collapse of the financial system and all banks sort of collapsing at once? You can only imagine the awful effects that would have. Nobody would have any money. (laughs) That's kind of a problem. Uh, It would lead to widespread panic. People's credit cards and debit cards and their EBT cards for the welfare stuff would obviously not work without banks having any money. Think of the chaos and pandemonium. Is that going to happen? Well, we actually don't know. We would love to be able to predict with 100% certainty whether banks would fail because we would be probably trillionaires because we would then tell people this that would bet on it and they would make a lot of money and uh, we would make a lot of money with them. That's not the case. So we don't know. But our point here is let's be real. Yes. We're all about reasonableness and practicality here. You cannot escape the banking system. And why do we say that? Because we are examples of people who are in the banking system and there's no solution. For example, when you support us on Patreon, that comes to our bank account and that's part of the banking system. And we use that money to pay our production expenses and to also do prepping stuff and do other things. So it would be very hypocritical of us to say, oh, yeah, just get yourself extricated out of the banking system. How hard could it be?
1: Extremely hard. Exactly. Try banking in the current world without using a bank. Right. It's incredibly difficult.
0: It would involve cash in shoeboxes and under mattresses. It would also involve the people you're buying stuff from accepting cash. And a lot of places don't. I mean, maybe you can go to a gas station and go inside and say 25 bucks on pump 12, but paying your mortgage with cash, I mean, I guess you walk into the bank and you slap down a bunch of $100 bills every month or whatever you do. But I mean, it's not easy. I mean, and a lot of people in the preparedness community get, I think, really fixated on how messed up it is that we're all so dependent on the financial system. And I get it and I agree at one level, however... Being the practical people that Shelby and I are, our next question is, and so what do we do about it? I don't think there's much. There are some things on the margins you can do about it.
1: Well, and let me throw this into this mix before you complete your thought. I see this issue being more and more talked about and more and more services as alternatives coming about. We have talked about it kind of tacitly here on the show about parallel economies. Yeah. If you listen to Dan Bongino, he's actually started a website. He has started kind of a whole movement on parallel economies.
0: Payment processing Payment that doesn't proce- go through the woke corporations.
1: Exactly. And I'm gonna see more and more of that. We talked about that a couple years ago as a predictive thing that's coming up. As those come out, folks, look at them and decide if that's something that works for you and your situation, because there's two ways to do this. When you're gonna get booted out of the, right, you're gonna have a social credit score, you're (laughs) gonna be on a list, you're gonna be found that you were at a taco truck in D.C. on January 5th or something like that, you're going to get kicked out and you're going to need banking services or you're going to opt out and do something. So I encourage people to start getting your brain wrapped around such a notion.
0: Exactly. And so our point is, is that you can't totally escape the banking system, but you can only make preparations to make a total bank failure less disruptive. And that's what today is all about is how do you do stuff to make life suck less when, if I should say, yeah. there's a total bank collapse, a banking system collapse? And we'll say it again. The only way to totally be exempt from all these problems is to have a billion dollars in gold and silver, I guess that would be the way to go about it. A
1: bunker in the middle of the desert of a Nevada bunker and that goes... 10 miles underground. You know, we've heard about these extremes. That's very impractical for most people. Right.
0: And so we keep it real here on this show. So we thought this would be a good time to talk about getting back to prepping basics. We have tons of new listeners every single week. Maybe some folks haven't heard this. Even if you have heard this before, it's going to be a good refresher. We think, bottom line, that these bank failures are a motivating factor to get people to fine tune their preps and to maybe double down on their preps. But we're not suggesting anybody sell everything they have and buy gold and silver. We're not crazy. Let's just say- buy
1: gold and silver and keep that as an aspect of your, a slice of your preps. And we
0: will talk about that. Yes. Yes, we sure will. So back to prepping basics, as we are fond of saying- Mindset is the number one important prep. Actually, when we say mindset.
1: What do we mean by that?
0: Well, I wanted to say that that spiritual preparation is the most important being on the same page as God, basically. But this isn't a religious show, so we're not going to dwell on that. We have in a previous episode, and it was a really fantastic episode about spiritual preps. But let's keep it secular and just say practical mindset is the major prep and mindset means a couple things. One is, and this is gonna sound so simple, but it is so true, understanding that things can go horribly wrong. You know, if you had a mindset that said nothing bad is ever gonna happen, then you would never have a little bit extra water, you would never have a little bit extra food. In fact, it would be crazy if you thought nothing bad was ever gonna happen, to even have a flashlight, because the electricity will always be on. Or so insurance. you're never, yeah, exactly, insurance. Right, and so that's a great example. It I, is. I should have thought of that, I didn't. You're uh, welcome. No, thank you. So if you don't understand that bad things can happen, you'll never do anything to prepare for it. And this is a threshold issue. This is that threshold where if you don't have this mindset, you're not gonna do stuff. And so you need to understand things can go wrong. That doesn't mean you're absolutely certain that everything will go horribly wrong. It's just being open-minded. You know, the crazy thing about preparedness is that people who criticize us, they say that we're closed-minded and we just go down one route. We're the open-minded ones. We're the ones saying, huh, the electricity is working right now. Uh, What if it doesn't? Maybe I need a $3 flashlight, right? I mean, that seems kind of practical and kind of reasonable. So the mindset, you have to understand that things can go wrong. And you also have to understand more specifically what it looks like when things go poorly. And by that, I mean, you have to understand that there will be disruptions, Disruptions. That means you can't just get on your phone and get a hold of Uber Eats and have nachos from your favorite restaurant delivered to your house. There may not be cell phone service. There may not be money in your account. There may not be a restaurant that's opened because there's massive crime or there's a huge downturn there in may business. No fuel. No fuel for. I mean, food, you, you, groceries. You keep, yeah, you keep going down all the fragilities. In our system, all the fragile pressure points, any one of which can cause a problem. And you realize how complicated, how miraculous it is that this no, we whole have thing it, works. Right?
1: Might I direct people to the recent show we did on the failure of institutions? Yes. When you read that and any one of these makes a serious, serious crash, <sighs> we're in trouble, folks.
0: Exactly. So that's why we say get back to prepping basics with mindset. It's the entree, which is uh, French, I believe, which means entrance, I'm told.
1: <laughs> I just smile and nod, folks. I'm just smiling and nodding here and letting the him finish his Yes. the beginning of prepping.
0: Yes, mindset.
1: So what's next?
0: Water. You've heard, you've heard us say it, but doggone it, we need to say it over and over again. To my great surprise, water seems to be the one prepping topic that gets skipped over the most.
1: We did a great episode on it. Again, folks, use our
0: episode ninety one.
1: Just put water in the search feature. That little tiny button that accomplishes so much on our website. (laughs) Look it up. The human body can only go three three days. days without water. Yeah. Think think of how you can provide water for your family, and that in a meaningful quantity. If something happens now, when it comes to water, when that something happens, isn't just when, you know, a bank collapses, it's if there's a forest fire or an urban fire, we've seen more of those in recent years, it's if there's a tornado, if there is a serious hard freeze, it is it is all kinds of ways that you can be in your family without good water, good clean water, and the banks are still working.
0: Exactly. It it takes banks to make sure that the water utility can pay its bill and can be paid. If no one can pay their water bills, the water treatment plant can't buy the chlorine oh, and, the, and the electricity. I, I go beyond, and beyond that.
1: I think you can still probably access your bank's uh, little app on your phone and you can still pay your bills. But if you've just had a power outage and your well isn't working. Yeah. You're in, it doesn't matter if that app works. You need water now.
0: Exactly, and the water delivery system in this country
1: is, is fragile. Is
0: very fragile. I mean, surprisingly so. I think that when there is a major disruption of some kind, whether it's a natural disaster or man-made, people will look back and say, "How did we whistle past the graveyard?" And and live with this very fragile system with no backups. It's going to be shocking. You mentioned you only can live three days without water. I'd like to add some detail to that. And that is this, that dying of dehydration is is one of the most horrific deaths out there. And I always say this, when people are debating whether they should have water supply preparations, we'll go into the details of that in a moment, but when they're deciding whether they should do this or not, I say this, how would you like to watch your children dying a slow, painful, horrific death from dehydration when you thought I could have spent $11 on some water treatment pills and, and prevented this? That's what the stakes are. And, and the thing about water that baffles me that more people don't take it seriously is it is the least expensive topic
1: and so to easy. prep
0: and so easy to do so how do you do water preps
1: honestly i would if you're not sure where to do it first go back and listen to that episode we talk about the like let's say right now your house burns down you might be able to use a water pump there might be some really gross water in a pond somewhere that's where i would start with um water for water purification tablets I would start with a, a real basic water filter to just get the dirt out. And I would think about um, a live straw, something that's immediate, that I can yeah. get water. Then, so that's the immediate, like I got something right now I can drink. Next, honestly, I would go to Pro One Water Filters. Yeah,
0: we're not kidding.
1: We're not kidding. Go to their website. They're having sales right now this spring. You can get a gravity fed, something to put on a flat surface that'll just f- run filters through, w- filter. And by the way, this gets rid of, even though when you look at this website it kind of looks like a plumbing like something that you would see for <sighs> you know a home improvement pro- no 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 this is legitimate water filtering um, and start there get one of the big silver canisters that you can put on a flat surface so you can get some water going get a pitcher get, get something so that You have a way to filter water. Now, the other thing you have to ask yourself, do I have a water source if the water that's coming out of my faucet isn't available? another Like physically
0: available because water is like you turn on the tap and air comes out. So if
1: you live in Arizona, this is a real big deal. Where we live in Montana, we have rivers and um, irrigation ditches and things like that near us that we can utilize. And then you need to, and we talked about this in this episode, so I don't want to go too far talk about, okay, now I got to move some some buckets of water from point A to point B. Folks, that will, if you need a workout, you do that because it's hard work.
0: Eight pounds per gallon.
1: Yeah. So five gallon buckets, you do the math.
0: And so to add to what Shelby was saying, if let's say you have a physical water source, it's either tainted or you don't know whether it's good or not. So you need to treat it as tainted. They're uh, beautiful mountain streams, like we have on our property. Those are not not safe to drink. They have a little thing called giardia, which d- will make you extremely sick.
1: And I talk about it in my books. Giardia effect; it gets into your gut. It's a little, it's a parasite, and um, you can have some very uncomfortable gut cysts, um, symptoms that come from that. And if you are at all immunocompromised, it can kill you. Yeah, not good.
0: So. You have to put some thought into this. So let's say you have a water, physical water source, and you need to get water to where you are. This creates a host of challenges for you to solve that you can solve with very simple and inexpensive preparations. That would be having containers to carry the water, um, and that would mean having a, a Transportation system. It might be a person. It might be carrying a bucket of water, like on Little House on the Prairie.
1: It, it could be a really stout uh, uh, wagon or wheelbarrow too, which yeah. is what I would recommend.
0: Right, and it, or it could be a little something I invented um, that it's a it's a backpack. It's a military Alice frame backpack. They're like twenty bucks, and you take a five gallon water container and you have to get good ones and legit ones because you don't want to scrimp on this. Uh -uh. I use uh, military grade water containers because they are incredibly tough and well-designed and all of that other stuff. So, and and then you just lash uh, this five gallon water container onto the, the frame of a pack. And now somebody can carry that five pounds or five gallons, which is 80 plus pounds of water or correction, 40 plus pounds of water. Um, and so you need to have people who can carry the water. let's say you have a way of carrying the water. You're going to need people. And you're saying, what do you mean people? Well, you've got to have, um, people other than yourself. I mean, I guess you could do it one person, but you can't do it while you're doing other things like security. You're going to need people, which means you're probably either going to need family members or you're going to need, a. Uh, allies, people in your neighborhood or your block or your road or whatever it may be. So you got to think of that, too. And then I was serious about security. Mm -hmm. If you have and if water is is very, very scarce, people will do crazy things to get some water. And if you have uh, one of my little backpacks with a five gallon water container on it and you're walking down the street, uh, expect very thirsty people who don't Mm -hmm. want their kids to die. So they're kind of motivated to do extreme things. Uh, they might uh, say, hey, that uh, water jug and backpack, it's mine now. What do you mean? Oh, here's my gun. This gun says uh, your water is now my water. That's how this can happen. So you need to have security. You don't need to have, you know, belt fed machine guns or anything like that. You, you just need some security. You at least need to think about security. I think it would be wise to be gathering your water and transporting it at night where nobody's going to see you because even people seeing the water storage jugs could create a problem because those jugs are going to be very, very valuable. It's one of the items in the top 100 list of Bosnian things. So you have to think once again, everybody who's listening to the show knows what I'm about to say. It's a system. Everything is a system. It's not just water. It's physical water. It's storage. It's treatment. It's security and storage then presumably if you're not going to use the water like right then you know you've got to store it now maybe it's in a 5 gallon thing but preferably it'd be in a 55 gallon water storage thing that's used only for water storage if it's had diesel fuel in it you're not going to be putting uh, drinking water in it
1: so let me add to that the the storage containers and by the way we're, we're kind of going a little deep dive here again really encourage you to go back into our archive dive and listen to that episode about water what i've told people that here's an example i save the cat litter jugs that the cat litter for the cats come in, and I say them, I use and them. And those for little one...
0: monsters go through a lot of cat litter. I'm just gonna oh say my it's gosh. on our Costco list for later today. It is,
1: and so when th- those are awesome jugs, they have been used for something else. I don't know if they're food grade. I kind of don't care because I can put water in that and I can run it through a filter. Then yep, that's but... how that works. That's a system.
0: And another thing, you mentioned food grade. Um, Another thing about water is you don't need water simply for drinking, although that's the most important use of it. You also need it for flushing a toilet or cleaning or uh, cleaning and flushing a toilet would be two of the big ones. Not everything needs to be.
1: Food grade. Food grade, food, human,
0: yeah. drinkable, potable, I believe is yeah, the English the, and, word. And
1: again, if it, even if it's not, I can run it through a filter. Yeah. I can run it, especially a Pro 1 filter, and, and have drinkable water on the other side. If I, And it also goes back to life straws. Life straws are nice because you can stand, I've done it, you stand in a lake, gross, murky water, and drink water. And
0: it's, it's a straw. It's, it's a straw that has a, it's a filter. Big, in it. Yeah, wide straw and it's got a filter and and not just water treatment pills. Uh, and that's that's a great way to start. They're very small. They last forever. They're very inexpensive. You can have enough pills to treat hundreds of gallons of water. You know, in a Ziploc bag. So there's that. There's also now with technology, which is one of the reasons this show is called Prepping 2.0, because there's constantly evolving stuff like technology. Um, There are some very amazing water jugs, I would call them, or like uh, uh, water bottles, basically, that have filters in them that are like a life straw, but they're a little bit bigger. And you can fill up a, a one quart, making this up, one quart thing. Put the top on it that's got the filter thing, and then you can drink out of it. So there's there's small scale water water filtration, uh, and and there's bigger scale water filtration.
1: So going back to the to the tablets, again those are emergency. Those are need to
0: possibly live a year. You're not.
1: I've, I've used those for backpacking and and been drinking that, water, you know, stream water treated with those tablets for two weeks. And I kind of had some intestinal reactions to that. It's hard on your system. They are not a long-term solution. They are an emergency situation. Layering. Layering. You knew I was going to yep, say exactly, that. Exactly, I did. You
0: need to have some short-term emergency stuff. You need to have some, some medium-term water filtration water bottles. And you need to have some long-term stuff like a pro one, by the way, they're, they're beautiful. They're stainless steel. Um, They look good in your kitchen. So that's kind of a thing. I mean, if you had some scungy old, like gross water tank and you know, you spent $50,000 to remodel your kitchen, I could see you getting some static for that.
1: Absolutely. One thing I want to add to this though, too, think about, I was going to take this in the after show. now I'm not. Let's think about all of those places that, and I'm thinking about places near us where Because of the degrading of uh, water infrastructure, pipes, uh, municipal water, those are all degrading. I can think of two or three um, municipalities with it. Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan, where there's water coming out of your faucet, and it's not any good. And you need to put a water filter in it to protect yourself from that. So that's something else to consider, in this too, that even you know, as we think about <laughs> Slowly
0: bank, collapsing the instead slowing of, giant. of this
1: collapse, you know the banks, and when and more and more, I'm reading about just municipalities not being able to do like million dollar upgrades, you know, multi million dollar upgrades to their infrastructure, and they're just letting them sit. Think about that as well.
0: Exactly. So we're gonna go into the after show, and we're gonna talk about food security, allies, gold and silver inside gigs.
1: We have so much more to talk about, folks. Don't forget from Benjamin Franklin. He tells us failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone.
2: You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.